0: On today's episode of Mind Reading Marketing, I'm so excited to be chatting with Michelle Thompson. Michelle went from being an MBA graduate to having a second grade IQ level overnight after suffering from a life-altering stroke at only 36 years old. Literally starting her life over again, she's had to learn how to automate and outsource as much as humanly possible. Now, she's on a mission to help others find freedom from all the unnecessary tasks they do using the strategies and systems she's successfully created for herself. Today, we're going to cover the ins and outs of bringing on new team members and how to set them up for success in a really easy, manageable way. So let's jump in. Hi, I'm Isabel Kateman, and I own Striped Dog Creative. We build beautiful brands and highly strategic websites for six-figure online service providers and course creators looking to reach seven figures and beyond. I'm excited to have you here for the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast, where we let go of the bullshit and deliver valuable information quickly. From practical marketing strategy to self-care for CEOs, tune in each week to go deep on one specific topic and get actionable advice you can use to grow your business even further. Let's jump in. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to have you. Hey, thanks so much for having me on the show as well. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm so excited to talk about this topic today because I feel like hiring is... One of the most difficult things that you can do as a business owner and just making sure that you're getting it right, that you're giving people a chance to really succeed in the role is so important. So I cannot wait to dive in. But before we do that, why don't we talk just briefly about what you do and who you serve at a high level and then how you got there because you have such an interesting story.
1: Yeah. So we typically help marketing agencies is kind of who we we specialize in, but a lot of entrepreneurs. And what we do is we help them find virtual assistants. And then we actually go through and we pre-train them for them and set up the backend systems and the standard operating procedures to ensure that they do succeed. And uh, it was kind of an interesting story how we got here. I, I always joke that uh, this business was built completely on accident. It, uh, it started about five years ago when I had a stroke and couldn't do anything for myself. And uh, what happened was I had a little side hustle going and I realized, you know, I'm going to lose it all if I don't figure out how to transfer my knowledge to somebody else to to let them, you know, continue. And uh, ironically, after uh, three years of occupational therapy and physical therapy, they kind of taught me how to delegate my life out to systems and, and tools. And I thought, well, gosh, if we can do this to remember to take medication and drink water, why can't we do it with business? And so we started applying the exact same principles to business. And, uh, and at first I really, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't think this will work. Let's see. Right. And, um, and, uh, and it's worked amazingly well. We had a couple of friends who were like, uh, you know, Michelle, how are you getting all this done? And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. And they're like, what do you mean you're not doing anything? I was like, well, I hired people and I trained them how to do it. And they're like, you're kidding me. Like, you have to teach me how to do this. And I was like, no, because what if it's a fluke, right? And, and they're like, no, they're like, trust me. They're like, "It, you know, just try. And if it fails, I'm not going to hold you responsible, right? Because I felt, you know, super passionate about their company and, you know, that's their baby, right? And so, and they're like, nope, nope, just try. You're better at this than you think you are. And, uh, and we did and it worked really, really well. And so we thought, okay, let's try a beta program. And so we tried that and that worked really, really well. And then we ended up turning it into this like automated machine where it's it's just a, a simple process that we walk everybody through and we get amazing results from it. So completely on accident and uh, we've been able to help a whole bunch of people. So the silver lining on the stroke, if you will.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's such an inspirational story, number one, but number two, I mean, I think it's so important because hiring is so overwhelming for so many people. They're so, you know, I mean, everyone obviously starts as a solopreneur because number one, it's what you can afford. Number two, you just have the control. And so you just sort of start there. But I think a lot of business owners don't move into that CEO role or move into bringing on a team as fast as they should because they're so nervous about it. They're so intimidated by it. So let's sort of break this down in the order of how people would move through this hiring process. First, for somebody who feels like, maybe they're ready for a team but they're not 100% sure. How do you know and how do you sort of help people figure out when it's time to bring on an additional team member?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I I hear all the time people are like, "Well, you should, you know, delegate yesterday. You should hire a team member yesterday." And that is not necessarily true at least in my experience. And so what I do is we sit down and we take a look at the tasks that you're doing and then we figure out, "Hey, if we remove these tasks from your plate, are you able to then take your time and bring more money into the business? Or if we hand off those tasks, will that bring additional revenue into the business? And if the answer is no, then you're not ready yet. You got to still hustle and grind because what's going to happen is you're going to end up with this overhead and you may have freed up some time, but I Because you're stressed, you will figure out a way to fill that time with other empty activities. And so you don't have revenue and then you're not sleeping at night and it ends up being a disaster. So it really honestly just comes down to a very simple math equation as to whether we're ready to hire or not. And that is if we can free up our time and make sure that we're making at least two to three times the return on the investment that we're putting out, then it makes sense. Uh, So the next question becomes, okay, great. Then what do I hand off, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where we use a very simple time audit, right? I I give this out to people all the time. We we call it our task discovery list. And it's just an Excel spreadsheet. And we literally go through and we're like, every single thing that you touch for a week, I want you to write it down. And then we're going to ask ourselves, what happens if we just delete this altogether? We just don't do it. What will be the ramification of your business? And sometimes it would be like, oh my gosh, all heck will break loose. We have to keep doing this. And other things will be like, well, you know, one client might get a little ticked. Like, okay, so maybe time to look at, do we delegate that? Or do we cut down and only do part? And some things are like, you know, you're gonna look at it and people go, eh, I don't know that anybody cares that we do this. Okay, great, scratch that off the list, right? And so by doing that, we've gotten time back without even handing anything off to anybody. So now we have our list of things that need to be done in the business. And so now we go back and we ask ourselves, do we need to do all of them? And can we hand them off to somebody else 100% or part of it? Have somebody do part of it and then you go in and finish it. And so, you know, we go back through the list and say, okay, what can we delegate? And then we just break it into categories of, you know, is this admin work? Is this marketing work? Is this accounting work? But like, what, what is the task? That we're doing and and add up our hours. And that'll tell us, hey, okay, we have enough hours for a part-time person, or we have enough hours for a full-time person. And if I can uh, free up that time, you know, then I can go do some joint venture coffees and see if I can build some relationships and let's see if we can get some business deals. And, and so then it makes a whole lot of sense. And it's a very, very crystal clear picture. We also know exactly what we're going to hand off. And then we can work on, you know, how do we download our brain into that other person uh, so that they do the task as if we would have done it ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I love that. And I know I want to take a little tangent here because I know most people think they first need to bring on like a virtual assistant or an executive assistant. That's sort of where you see most people going to first, because those are sometimes just the tasks that people don't want to end up doing anymore, or they feel like that's sort of the easiest person to bring on because they're probably not client facing. They're not directly involved in like the delivery of the program. So I just want to talk quickly about, one, whether you do see that most commonly as a first hire. And then number two, just get a little bit technical between the difference between a virtual assistant and an executive assistant.
1: Yeah, great distinction. And to be honest, no, I typically don't see that as the first hire. Typically, the very first thing that I see people getting off their plate is bookkeeping. Hmm. And because it can get hairy really fast and it's really easy to hire a bookkeeper who, you know, maybe has 20 clients. And so for $150, they'll take care of your books for, you know, and that is a super easy win right? And that we can, you know, just hand them the QuickBooks stuff. Here's the receipt. And I don't have to worry about that anymore. And our accountant gets really happy with us when we have to do taxes, right? So that's kind of the typically the very first thing that we see. And then the second thing is typically a virtual assistant. And a virtual assistant is going to be very different from an executive assistant. A virtual assistant is kind of going to do the point and click data entry type tasks, right? So, they're not necessarily making decisions. There's a, you know, I need you to go find this information. I need you to send this email to this person. I need you to go create this social media graphic. Here's our branding colors. Here's the, yep. What's it called? Sorry. I forget words. Sometimes the, uh, the copy, the the copy for the, the social media, right? So they're going to go execute the plan. They're not going to come up with the plan themselves. Right, you're, it's it's very much you have to to ha- kind of walk them through step by step, and that you can do part time. It's if you can do it full time, it's it's much better just because you have their full attention. And if you're only giving them, you know, ten hours, then guess what? They have four other clients, and what happens is inevitably everybody needs something Friday at three, right? And so it kind of puts the virtual assistant in a weird little uh, spot of you know who's important and who's not, who gets, you know, if you're going to only do 10 hours, you have to realize it's got to be flex time. There can't be any, you know, it can't be anything that has a deadline on it. So that just spells disaster for you and for the virtual system. Uh, so that's kind of a nice way to kind of step into it. And then next, we'll usually graduate into uh, what we call an executive assistant executive assistant is going to be very forward thinking. They are basically your right hand person for you know the CEO or the owner of the company. It's their job to manage your calendar, to prep you for appointments, to take notes in the appointment, to follow up on all of uh, the action items that happen in the meeting, send them out to the client, send them out to the whatever department it needs done and then keep track of all of that in whatever your project management system is to make sure that it's all getting done and then If it's not getting done, send the email and say, you know, hey, you know, this is due for, you know, Mrs. Jones by Friday. It's Thursday afternoon. How close are we? And then they come back to the business owner and say, hey, this is where we're at. This is what's going on. This is what's going on with the team. This is what's going on with the clients. So almost like a quarterback, if you will, right? They're they're keeping everything moving, all the balls. And in addition to that, they typically know your life inside and out too, right? They know when soccer practices. They know, you know, that you know Molly has to go to dance lessons on Tuesday, and so nothing gets scheduled Tuesday after two o'clock because otherwise we'll be late and that'll be a crisis, right? They're going to remind you, you know, hey, John needs oranges for a soccer game, don't forget to Instacart, right? Or something like that. So so it's very much a, a relational role. They're very preemptive. They know before you know, typically, if they're really good, right? Uh, right? Because you're busy doing your thing. Their job is to think about what you need before you even realize it. And so before you even go into a meeting, you're already prepped. You've already, you know, you didn't book the appointment. They booked the appointment. They already sent the follow-up email. If it's travel arrangements, same thing, right? They've got your your flight information they've got your hotel they've got the directions uh you know they've got one example was i had a, a gal who um uh, couldn't eat gluten and so she would have whenever she traveled she would have whole foods deliver instacart to her hotel room so that she had food while she was there so she didn't get sick because it was a it was a very severe gluten allergy and so those are just kind of the things so so that executive assistant is not only in your business, but they're typically in your personal life too. So you better like them. <laughs> so kind
0: yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's that's super helpful. So it's sort of like project management and like a high-end virtual assistant sort of combined, which sounds magical, to be honest. Okay, so moving moving through this process, and that's really helpful, the distinction between the two, because I think people use those interchangeably and it's really a virtual assistant that you need to start with, which is good to know. So if somebody realizes, you know, let's say it's a bookkeeper, let's say it's a virtual assistant, whatever it is, they're ready for their first hire, they've done the equation, they realize that they can really utilize that time in a much better way and get a return on their investment. What needs to be in place before you bring someone on in order for them to be successful, in order for them to seamlessly integrate into your business?
1: Yeah, great question. And this is where usually the overwhelm comes in, right? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this doesn't have to be difficult. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take that task discovery list and we're gonna go through each and every one of those tasks as you're already currently doing them. And what I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna have you record a video. And when we record this video, you're gonna show your screen uh, and yourself, and you're not just going to show them how to do the task, but you're going to talk about why you're doing the task and how it fits into the overall business and what is the desired outcome, and and that's the, where the magic really happens. Because if it's just you know go put this Facebook ads in, point here, click here, pick this market, they don't. Then when we get the end result. They have no idea what those metrics mean, right? Because they don't understand how it fits into the overall scope of the business. So what we're trying to do is, and here's a great example. When I first started doing this, I was terrible. (laughs) And as you do it, you will get better, right? So I usually tell people, pick some easy tasks to start with to kind of practice and then get into the harder ones where there's like decision trees and and things like that. But it was so funny because when we first started, uh, I asked Noriel, who's our writer, he's our blog writer, Uh, I said, okay, I need you to go out and find a successful business picture for this blog post. And I had to laugh because it came back and he had picked... And and our company is like, uh, we're kind of business casual. We have like pink and purple branding. Not quite sure how that happened. It just kind of did. But And uh, he came back and he had this... I kid you not. It was this man in this black suit with this stark red tie... Holding an umbrella and it's raining outside. And to him, that was a successful business person because it was the tie and he was all staunch. And I was like, okay, wow, this is totally my fault. And most people get frustrated because they're like, oh my gosh, this is not what I meant at all. Right. And then they're just like, I'll just go do it myself. That's where the mistake is. Never, ever, ever do it yourself. What you want to do is you want to record a video and say, okay, I didn't explain that well. Let me explain the difference. And so what I did was I went to like a a free place like Pixabay where you can look at pictures. And I said, all right, Noriel, uh, we're business casual. So we don't want like staunch cold. We're looking for like warm and friendly. Uh, We also want something that's going to match our overall branding colors. So here's our brand board here's our colors, here's our fonts, here's the overall vibe and feel that we're looking for. And then I went through about a hundred pictures and I said, okay, I like this picture because I like the woman's smile. And I like how she's casually leaned up against the window. I don't like this picture because the woman has a very concerned look on her face. And while she's dressed very professionally, that facial expression isn't what we're looking for. This gentleman, I don't like how his arms are crossed. That's really close to me. And we're looking for something more open. And I literally went through like 100 pictures and said, okay, these are great examples. These are not great examples. And here's why. And here's how it fits in our company. And since then, I think I've had to fix two pictures in seven years. <laughs> Seriously. And it's because I took 10 minutes to right. download my brain, Right. And before that, it was completely my fault because I was like, oh yeah, go find a you know successful business picture. That's easy, right? Well, sure it is if you know everything that's going on in my brain, right? Totally. Yeah. And so what we want to do is for each task, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to slow down, take an extra 10 minutes to do that task because we have to realize if we can record that on video, we'll never have to do that task again if we do it well. And so a lot of times people were like, yeah, but then I need to create a standard operating procedure and I need to put it into my project management tool. And no, you don't. That's why you have a virtual assistant. All I need you to do is record the video and then hand them a video and have them create the standard operating procedure. If you guys need a template for that, just email me. I'll give you a template. It's very easy. And use ScribeHow, right? If you guys haven't heard of ScribeHow, ScribeHow is amazing. It's literally this little piece of software that hangs on your Chrome extension. And it records snapshots of every time you point and click. And so it's like a step-by-step tutorial. And then you just have the virtual assistant go through and just kind of edit it out a little bit. And then they can take that and they can upload it into Monday or whatever you're using. Um, Or even in Google Drive, depending wherever you want it. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Just so there's some type of uh, tracking system. And... What we've found is if you can start out with five tasks, if you can do that really well for five tasks, okay, now you're ready to start going and hiring because that gives them enough. And when you've handed that off, that'll free you up enough time that you can then go record more videos. And that will infinitely set them up for success, much better than just, hey, we're going to learn on the fly. So let's hop on a Zoom call and you're just going to watch me, (laughs) right?
0: Yeah, totally. I I love that. And I've I've made those mistakes too with the first few people that I hired because you just assume that they should be able to read your mind or that it's obvious and it is obvious to you as someone who's been in the business for many years and is like literally running the entire thing. But I think that's so important what you said. And I love what you said about it being the business owner's fault in the sense that it's really their job to communicate well. It's really their job to explain because I think it's so common for people to blame the new hire and to say, maybe I made a mistake in this person or this person didn't understand or to get frustrated. Why didn't they understand? But it really is about setting them up for success. And so I love what you said about you know five tasks, recording the video, making sure all the details are there because that is so important. So obviously you guys do this as a service, which is incredible because as someone who's hired many, many team members, I can tell you it is overwhelming and a lot. But if somebody either didn't have the budget to work with you or wanted to at least try to do this on their own, are there some tools that you recommend? I know you mentioned ScribeHow, but are there others that you feel like really helps create a more seamless process as someone is trying to bring someone on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So are we talking about the back end system to get them set up or are we talking about the hiring process? Both. Okay. Uh, So backend system, I don't make it complicated. I uh, record the video. I use a very old piece of software called Screencast-O-Matic, and uh, I think you can get it for free. And then I just upload the video into Vimeo, and then I just have that link. And so I literally say, you know, hey, here's task one, here's task two. I need you to go through and create, you know, the standard operating procedures for you. Here's the template. Here's a video that shows you how to create a standard operating procedure to the standards that I want. And that that's the biggest thing is, you know, don't just say, oh, hey, go create an SOP, right? There's a thousand different ways you could create a standard operating procedure. So what I do is I just, I recorded a quick video explaining to them how I want mine done, right? Okay, I want the screenshots, I want step-by-step instructions, then I also want my video, Vimeo video at the top. So that no matter how that virtual assistant learns, whether they learn by pictures, whether they learn by hearing and doing, or they're the written type of person where they want a step-by-step chart, all three are covered. And that way, inside of that standard operating procedure, it nails all of them. So while they're creating that standard operating procedure, they're actually training themselves. And if that person, for whatever reason, needed to leave, they go on maternity leave or something, all you have to do is then take that document and say, hey... I need, you know, you're filling in for Mary uh, while she's on maternity leave. I need you to watch this video. Here's the step-by-step instructions to take over her stuff while she's gone. And then what I do with my team is because Facebook always moves the button, right? Is once a quarter, uh, they're responsible for all the tasks that they do. They have to go in uh, to those standard operating procedures and update them so that they're always updated. So that's, and as far as Do you want to go into like, you know, how we
0: pay them and keep track of hours and all that good fun stuff? I think, yeah, if you have, if you have like, you know, a quick overview, because I think for someone, if this is their first hire and they haven't really done this, just to have like a few guidelines would be really helpful.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, So some of the greatest tools that we use all the time when, uh, when somebody's bringing on their first employee uh, is we have them use hubstaff.com. And what it is, is it's a uh, hours tracking software, which sounds horrible, right? Big brothers watching you except for the fact that when they're on the other side of the world, you need to be able to troubleshoot and figure out... It's, it's not that you're trying to catch them doing something bad, but if they spent two hours doing a social media graphic, you need to be able to figure out why in the world, right? What did I not communicate well? Are they having computer problems? What's going on? And so a super, way to, super easy way to do that is uh, inside Hubstaff. It's seven bucks a month. And what it does is it'll take a screenshot every 10 minutes. It'll tell you the websites that we were on, how active their keyboard was. And it makes it super easy for payroll because you can just go in, pull it up and say, okay, great, you worked 20 hours. Now I'm going to go ahead and pay you. If there's somebody outside of the uh, country that you need to do like a currency conversion, we use TransferWise instead of paying them through PayPal. And the reason that we do that is uh, TransferWise has a much more favorable uh, conversion rate. They also don't charge as many fees to the virtual system. Uh, so we, we do that. The other things that we do is I always set up a contract, even though they are, as a virtual assistant, a lot of times are going to work as an independent contractor. I still have them sign a confidentiality agreement. I have them uh, sign an agreement that says that, you know, they're not able to work with any of my clients for 24 months. And so, you know, things that protect us. So, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so chat with your lawyer to find out. But those are some of the things that you want to to do to to just cya i've had somebody ask you know can you get insurance to cover a virtual assistant in another country the answer is no most insurance companies aren't going to do that but you can put in contracts that that'll at least discourage but and then as far as hiring there's some really awesome tools out there that um make hiring a whole lot easier than it used to be uh so whatever job board that you're going to go to i don't really care we happen to use onlinejobs.ph that uh, we hire out of the the philippines a lot and then so that's one of the job boards that we use. But what I do is when I go through and I create my job description, I'm going to be very thorough and say, these are the tasks that I need you to do. This is what our company culture is like. This is if you're a fit for our company culture. If you're not a fit, please don't apply. And so And then I'm going to go into why they want to work for us, right? What are the benefits that they're going to get, you know, what are the hours and and things like that. So it's, so it's, I'm, I'm, I have like the world's longest job description. It's probably like a page and a half because I'm that thorough. It's like bullet points of what it's like to work for me. What, you know, what, what can you expect? Cause I don't want there to be any hidden, you know, secrets, right? Then at the bottom, what I do is, especially if you online jobs, you will literally get like 300 applications in like 48 hours. So to filter all of those out, what we do is at the bottom we put in to apply for this position, please go here. And then I put a link and you can use a Google form. Uh, we happen to use Entreport. I think any, uh, CRM system will do it. But basically what I do is inside of there, I'm going to go over the job description. Like do they have you worked as a virtual assistant for at least three years? Do you have at least a college level English? We call it a C1 or a C2 level English, uh, you know, what are, what is your asking hourly rate? How many hours do you need? Uh, Are you willing to work the shift that's labeled here, right? These are the hours I need you to work. Uh, What is your internet connection? Are you responsible for taking anybody care of anybody while you're on the clock? You know, they're working from their home. And so if they're across the world, well, I I need to make sure that they're, they're not taking care of, you know, their two-year-old while they're on the clock. And that sounds horrible, but at the same time, it, really, really slows down efficiency. And so those are the things that, you know, we kind of put in. And then I also put like a hidden test in here. And and I say, you know, in the job description, uh, what was the subject line? And I'll usually put like, you know, Isabel needs to free up her time or uh, Isabel loves Cooper or, you know, something like that where like there's no way they can fake it. And so then what happens is when those 300 go through, it's just, you know, a Google sheet that I have to filter. And did they meet the requirements? And then I check a box and I always send, this is just me personally, but I've applied for jobs and like never heard anything. And that was always so super frustrating for me. Uh, so I always apply to anyone and everyone that applies. And so we have inside of that system, we check boxes. And if if they didn't meet the requirements, it'll send them out an email that says, hey, thank you for applying. I'm sorry, you don't meet the requirements. Then if they do meet the requirements, then I send them over to a piece of software called interviewer.ai. And interviewer.ai is a behavioral test. So this is going to go through and it's going to put them through a video interview without you having to be there. It's going to ask, you know, hey, tell me about a a time where something went really terrible at work. What happened? Uh, Tell me about a time that you were asked to do something that was outside of your scope of work. What happened? Uh, You know, tell me about a time that something went really awesome at work. What were you super proud of and why did it go well? So they're all like behavioral type questions. And so what we're trying to do is match to see if they're going to be a fit in our company. Once they make it through interview AI, again, same process. If we see red flags, thanks, sorry, we found another candidate. Uh, If they make it through that, then I send them to a piece of software called Test Gorilla. And uh, Test Gorilla charges $7 a test. It is the greatest test piece of, greatest seven bucks you'll spend. Uh, Because in there, you can actually make sure that their resume matches the actual skills that they have. And so inside of test Guerrilla, you can pick like Facebook ads or whatever coding, right? Wh- whatever you're hiring for. And it will put them through like a master's level test of this. And, and so you'll know right away, do they know what they're talking about or not? And t- I tell people this, I, I say master's levels on purpose because a lot of times we'll get like a 60 or 70% back and you'll look at that and go, Ooh, that's terrible. No, that's actually probably a really good score. Like I took the test and got like a 30, right? So take it yourself and see how hard it is. And and then you'll understand. But the other super cool thing is you also have the ability to put in a personality test. And so we use DISC and Enneagram. And so you can pick five tests and inside of there, it will tell you what type of person they are. And typically I have my business owner take that test as well, uh, to make sure that they're going to match up and fit right? Because they could be the greatest employee in the world. And if they are identical personalities, they are going to hate each other, (laughs) right? It's just not going to work. And so we just kind of have to mesh that and make sure that it's a good fit. And then at that point, so all of that is automated. I haven't met with a person yet. That's amazing. Um, And then at the end, what we typically do is we take the top three to five candidates and I'm going to have a 15 to 20 minute face-to-face interview with them. And uh, that's where I'm just getting to know them as a person. Because at this point, I haven't talked to them, right? Like I know nothing. So now I've got 15 minutes to say, okay, I know you've got the skills. I know you got the personality. I know you're a fit for our culture. Let's just chat and see if this is going to be it. You know. And then typically I'll take those top three candidates and go back to my business owner and say, okay, I think this is the one, but these are the other two. Here's their resumes. Here's their test results. What do you think? And we kind of move forward from there. So that is uh, our hiring process uh, start to finish using software to make it automated for you
0: yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. and that's amazing and so helpful. and i I agree with you with the test I actually once hired a writer. And in the job description, I made like a few very subtle grammatical errors. And then in like smaller print at the bottom was like, if you spotted these, when you apply, please let me know like how you would fix these. And you'd be amazed at how many people completely missed the errors and completely missed the line. And yeah, so it narrowed people down very quickly to someone who is much more detail oriented and thorough. So I, I love that. And i I definitely have to check out this software. This is amazing. So as we wrap up here, this has been so incredibly helpful. I like to just always ask all of my guests, what is the best piece of business advice that you've ever received?
1: Don't be afraid to fail because failure is nothing more than feedback. And I had a, a business coach tell me that and I went, what? Because I grew up in like New England, like everything is prim, proper, you never make a mistake, right? And you know, my business coach, she's like, Michelle, failure is nothing more than feedback. And the faster we can fail, the faster we can fix it. And get to you know the results that we want. And so when I when I thought of that, I went, oh my gosh, that's true. And if I don't look at it as a negative, if I look at it as a positive, this is just information uh, to help me get to where I need. Then it ended up uh, I wasn't nearly as hard on myself or my team members, and it helped us grow lots, lots faster because I, I was no longer
0: afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Plus, you probably take more chances because you're not as fearful either. So, you have higher successes, which is amazing. I love that. And so, Michelle, if people want to work with you, if they are like, I need to hire someone and this is so overwhelming to me, help. How do they get in touch with you and find you?
1: Yeah, the easiest way is just to email me. So, it's Michelle, M I C H E L L E, at awesomeoutsourcing.com. Or if you want to kind of get to know us a little bit, you can check out our website, awesomeoutsourcing.com. And then, if you hit slash task discovery, You'll bring up that list that I was talking about and it'll actually kind of go, you, give you a, like a little video where you'll kind of get to know us and, and how to work with us. And there's a little button there to book an appointment with us, so.
0: Amazing, and we'll link all of that in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so robust and so helpful. I need to like re-listen to this entire episode.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I'm, I'm glad it was helpful. And yeah, if anybody has any questions or needs any templates, just hit me up. I'm an open book, happy to share. Amazing, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast with yours truly, Isabel Caitlin. If you love the show, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love hearing from all of you. Share it with a friend, family, colleague, or anyone you know who may benefit from this episode. Remember, you can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at stripedogcreative.com. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.